0: Welcome, everybody. This is episode nine of the Millennial Black Dad Podcast. Uh, as always, I appreciate everyone that's been following and subscribing. So at this point, uh, last week, I had my former college roommate, a great friend of mine, Landon Battles, on the podcast with me. Really enjoyed that. Uh, so this week, I have a uh, sister and her boyfriend, Michael Sachs, on the podcast with me. Uh, Together, they form uh, Moonheart. So they're musicians. And uh, I'm excited to talk to them today about a couple of different topics. But uh, what's going on, Michael and Kim? How's everything? Everything's good. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. Thank you you for joining me.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I definitely have a lot that I want to talk with you guys about. Some about music, some about a few other things. So um I'm excited.
1: We're excited.
0: Yeah. 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 So uh I know you've been listening so I know you you know started. Uh so it's 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 gonna be the, the rapid fire. And I'm still trying to think of a name. So I don't know. Do
2: you do you have any suggestions on names for it? Ooh um I've heard pew pew.
1: From that one podcast oh we can't that's we can't,
2: another
0: round we can't, we can't rip it. up another round <laughs> <laughs> quick. Quick. oh quick Q. okay i like that uh, yeah i don't
1: know i'm gonna think i'm gonna think about it for you I feel
0: like I... in it. yeah well if if you think of something just just like shoot me a text because i'm gonna try and think of some things too i've been trying i just can't really come up with something that i like
1: yeah i'm gonna be thinking about this okay
0: all right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into my first question mm-hmm. so wait uh how how long uh, you you've lived in New York City now about what five years yeah, it's
1: gonna be my five and five year anniversary in September, which is so it feels way longer and way shorter than that
0: it does it does what about you Michael I,
1: six years
2: six so. years okay well, <laughs> yeah. So,
0: my first question is, um, if you were to pick your top three places to hang out in New York City for each of you, what would they be?
1: Ooh. Oh, this is actually so easy for me. Ah, um, okay. okay. One, my couch. Two, <laughs> <laughs> two uh, Botanical Garden. It's the most beautiful place in the world, in Brooklyn, okay. and it's right by our, my couch. At <laughs> three, um, three was three, actually. Hmm. At, a sh- at shows, I guess. Like, any given friend show, I'll say that.
2: Okay. Mike. Okay. This is harder for me. I yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Prospect
2: Park. Okay. Kind of the botanical gardens. It's slightly sort of adjacent. Uh my couch <laughs>
0: <laughs> couch is always a great place yeah
2: yeah and maybe uh i don't know coney island i really or or jacob reese beach it, i guess they're totally far away from each other but coney island it's pretty close in kensington but 30 minutes south that's really nice to get away and bike okay Beach baby.
0: Beach baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what, what's the botanical garden? Is that, it's, it's, it's inside Providence Park?
1: No, it's like, it's right next to it. It's basically like a museum for flowers, but oh. it's outside, it's partially outside and partially inside. And okay. it's like, there's like thousands of different species of everything. And it's just so beautiful. And the conservatory inside has like different like uh ecosystem. So there's like a tropical room when you go in and it's it's actually tropical temperatures and like plants from all over the world. There's like a desert room. It's hmm. it's gorgeous. We have to we'll go there when you come.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I haven't it's,
1: it's I haven't so heard of that. Cool. Um cool. yeah, and like all the trees and it's just pretty. You can't really believe you're in New York when you're in there. Hmm.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. It sounds like um, the garden I went to when I went to visit Andre in Portland. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. that's The Rose Gardens? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was the the Rose Gardens. And um, there was was like a bunch of different – there was like a Chinese garden, which was there, which was cool. I went and checked that out. Mm -hmm. Um, Now would probably be a cool time to go because when I went, the roses weren't uh, fully bloomed yet.
1: Mhm. So, yeah, it's yeah, probably you were here in the spring, right?
0: Yeah, it was it was April when I went. Mhm. So, um now they're probably um fully bloomed and it probably it probably looks really pretty now.
1: Yeah, luscious <laughs> After all the rain.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it probably looks really nice. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. All right. Sorry, we did
1: not do a good job making that rapid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is how this is how it kinda of works though. And that's that's why I wanna think of like a better name for because it's not necessarily rapid. It's just like more so random than rapid. Well so yeah.
1: Depends on who you're asked, because we could have just said my couch, the beach, the right next. and then yeah. collaborate. And, and then it would have been rapid. So yeah. we just have like talkative guests.
0: <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. It's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hit so
0: excellent. Uh, I'll go. I'll go to number two. And uh, Kim, I know you. You love to read books. I don't know. I don't know if you're so much as into books as Kim Michael, but um. I like books. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, he actually reads
1: more than me now. He really? He
0: reads more than me. That's a that's an accomplishment. I know you read a lot. Um. But what's the last book that each of you guys have read?
1: Um the last the last book that I finished or mm-hmm. that I'm reading mm-hmm. the last book that I re- finished was like like last week it's called Junk by Tommy Pico and it's this like it's a long prose poem um but not so like it's it's just really easy. I didn't do this but it would have been really easy to just sit there and finish it in like 2 hours. So okay. 120 pages or so but it's like in poem format so you know blank space but it's this beautiful kind of like um ode to junk like his own accumulation of stuff and uh the way junk functions in our lives which sounds weird but it's also about Hmm. it's about he's like a native american queer poet so it's a lot about his identity and as as a native person and as a queer mm-hmm. person and like it's really cool it's hmm. beautiful and it's really really funny
0: interesting <laughs> recommended
1: interesting. Um. okay okay <laughs> junk. junk
0: all right it's uh, I'll. I'll uh, I'll check that out
1: yeah I think you'd like it it's fun.
0: what about you Michael
2: I've been hooked on these Ferrante novels Elena Ferrante, it's, it's just like, there, there's four of them that are part of this called Neapolitan series, and it's kind of like a intergenerational novel from starting from the 40s till now. Of, like these two women growing up, and I don't know, I can't stop reading.
1: Huh. I can't, can't, stop I can't. I'm hooked. Well, so you're, like you're, my, you're...
2: Friend. my Brilliant Friend, The Story of the Lost Child. The Ooh. lost name,
0: huh? They, Interesting.
2: They kind of they keep you really hooked.
0: Okay. But that's okay.
2: like super engaging and and deep and
0: I don't know. Yeah. No. What <laughs> you once have you fun. Sorry.
2: once
0: once you find a book that kind of does that for you, yeah, it's hard to put it down. Yeah. Uh, I I read a book recently written by a basketball coach called. um Furious George <laughs> <laughs> and he is, I mean, the guy's name is George Carl. He he coached in what? the NBA for, um, I don't know, 15 or so years, a couple different teams or whatever. And he also played. Um, but it was interesting to read because he coached some, some pretty good teams and had some like superstar type players. And he kind of really like when it went, into the the type of relationship he had with the players which um most of them were not good so it was uh it was really really interesting um and i i finished it in like two days
1: well
2: yeah it's nice when you get a novel or just like any book that yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that feeling of like devouring like being obsessed with something is so fun yeah yeah like I haven't been. Eat- I haven't like given myself the space to read, like hours on end, like that. It's it been a while to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I was. I was literally taking it with me, like everywhere. I would. I would like that's put the- it in my bag, and just like pick up and yeah. That's how interesting it was to me. So yeah.
2: I feel stupid because I've been reading on my phone exclusively now. Oh okay. It's, okay. I don't know. It good because you're always looking at your phone so you might as well have a book but then your eyes are just messed up and yeah i don't know my brain is messed up i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah my my phone battery couldn't take that either
2: oh yeah that's that's a good point
0: (laughs) (laughs) but all right let's uh let's move on to the next question so my next question is What so far in 2018? So it's crazy to think that we're already in August and 2018 is more than halfway over. But um, so far in 2018, what's your favorite album that's been been released?
1: Favorite album? Yeah. Ooh, that's also. Oh, I love that. Usually, I'm like, well, um, but this one's easy for me too. I'm obsessed with this girl, Tierra Whack. Mm -hmm. I feel like hmm. that's gonna be Michael's answer too because he just said, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> uh. If you if you have
0: the same answer, that's
1: fine. <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Um, it's called Whack World. Okay. W h a c k. That's her last name. It's so cool, Aaron. Have you heard her? Tierra Whack. No, I've no. I've not. I think you would love it. She's a rapper and she sings and just does a bunch of cool stuff with her voice. But the she it's like a concept out like it's just this really surreal album but all the songs are one minute um and but you feel like they're complete and it also makes me at least like i listen when i sit down and listen to it i listen like four times in a row because it's only 15 minutes wow (laughs) and like it's just she's just so funny she's a ridiculous rapper the production is really cool and it's it's,
2: almost like a
1: a frank ocean vibe
2: really like, so, I don't know, this is just, like, a whole nother thing, and, and it's so new and beautiful and creative, and I don't know, okay. and it,
1: it, one minute long, each song.
0: And this is on, like, Spotify, iTunes, all that? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, and she, like, the whole thing, too, is on her Instagram account, because she has videos for each one, too, and they're, like, really uh, yeah. vibrant, and since they're a minute, they all fit on Instagram feed, so you could just like watch it that way too, which I think huh. is cool.
0: Yeah, you know, I wonder I if she did that on purpose with the minute I songs.
1: Maybe,
2: yeah. I'm yeah. They turn each like minute song turns into an actual like three or four. Not that they're not complete this way, but I really want to hear more
1: of those songs.
0: Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, okay, I'll check her out. Sierra what? Yeah, I'll check her out.
1: I think you like that.
0: So okay. All right. So yeah, Michael, that's who you're that's who you're gonna go with too?
2: Yeah. She's okay. So my. <laughs> All
0: right. All right, that's cool. That's cool. So my next question, and now that you guys are, are New York vets, uh I always find it funny when I go on to Instagram or like social media and I see like some crazy uh New York subway thing happening. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so my question to you guys is: uh, what's the what's the craziest thing that you guys have seen in the New York City subway?
2: Uh, my friend, she was like, she was just on her way back from work and ended up in one of the subways that was underground for two hours, mm. and they they like there was no AC, and oh my god, people were just crying on the floor. It was horrible. Oh, no. and, she just was like traumatized when she got home
0: that sounds horrible
2: but wow i have yeah i don't know i've just been in a lot of delays personally okay
0: okay so
1: it's it's trash (laughs) uh, i guess maybe the craziest thing i've seen oh god i just remember one day it was after like it was either it was halloween yes and Um, I was coming home on the train, probably it was like one or two in the morning. And like, as soon as the doors opened for me to get onto the train, someone like right across the train threw up all over the ground. I sit down look across from me i'm like oh god like i cannot wait to get off of this train nope uh, meanwhile like nobody is faced by it no one cares oh <laughs> uh,
0: that's <laughs> disgusting
1: yeah. and then i look across from me the person across from me leans over throws up oh uh, <laughs> no. i get up and just like try to like not look because disgust- you know that's so embarrassing for them although i'm disgusted i'm like i'm not trying to like make this worse for you so i just like, <laughs> get up and move to the other side of the car and as soon as i'm getting out i'm like gonna move to the next car to like get home on not a train car full of vomit someone else throws up in the same car three, three, oh
0: my god This so is like a three, chain three, reaction yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's definitely something that you don't see every day.
1: Nope. Wow. But you know okay. I guess that's, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it. that's New York City sub subways that's, for you, right?
1: That's just a really good metaphor for it, actually. It's just like <laughs> it's really just stuff. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's vomit. It's it's a chain of vomit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's really getting worse and worse. And really? I don't know. I guess it's more of a state issue than a city issue. I don't fully understand it, but it's supposed to be. It's funded
1: by the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are you, are you guys
0: frequent riders or do you find other ways to get around? I know you, you, you bike and stuff like
2: that. I use bike, yeah. I
1: okay. take the train like at least four days a week or so. Okay, yeah, okay, the work and stuff, but um, yeah, so it's
2: okay, <laughs> okay. all right, it's is hard when you, you don't want to be late for something, you gotta run. And, and
0: rely on them, yeah, yeah, well, I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> all right, what, what was that? Oh, I said because you
1: definitely
0: will be late. There's no question about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, move on to my last question then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know neither of you guys is, are really big sports fans. I know you kind of watch at a distance. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my, my question is, can you name The professional sports teams in New York City. Just the the football teams, the basketball teams, and the baseball teams.
1: Ooh. Uh Okay, so we got the Mets Mets. and the Knicks.
0: Okay, you said you said the Mets and the Knicks?
1: Knicks and the Nets.
2: Nets,
0: okay, okay.
1: Yeah, Brooklyn
2: Nets. And then we got the Mets and the Yankees.
0: Yep.
1: Jets. And the giants. And the Boom! Giants.
0: That was that was easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew you guys watched that at a distance. I knew you don't you don't necessarily follow, but at least you know who, who's in your city.
1: <sighs> I honestly, I wish that I was like like you saying, I like you made me want to read that book. I want to know more about sports because I I respect. I respect sports a lot. I just I wouldn't watch it on my own, huh. but I really respect just watching people like be the best, that like literally at the peak of like their physical achievement, like doing their thing yeah. really
0: well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's um. It's a whole another level because like they're they're playing stuff that like a lot of people start playing when they're kids and. Mm-hmm. They've been able to um not not like perfect it but get so good at it that they they're just on a different level than everyone else. She, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So that really? that wraps up my uh rapid fire slash random question session there. <laughs> and and you know, um I wanted to to go into uh, before we even talk about music, there was another topic I wanted to go on to. And so, since we were talking about sports, uh, what did you think about LeBron or opening the school in, in Akron?
1: Awesome. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. I'm just, it's just like a stunning example of what somebody can do with their resources mm-hmm. when they are, just very thoughtful and generous mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's like there are so many rich people and with his amount of influence well not so many but there are a lot of people with his amount of influence and his amount of money and power that don't use it for anyone else mm-hmm. or would think to do something like that and I just like I think he's incredible mm-hmm. uh, and I, yeah, it makes me really confused because I feel like, I mean, you know, as a side sports payer, attentioner, like, I <laughs> feel like a lot of people hate LeBron yeah. and maybe it's like I see a lot of racist white people, like, talk shit about him the same way, in a similar way that they talk about Serena, like, oh, he's cocky or he's this and he's that and oh, I like Mike, like, or he who shall not be named yeah. bitch. 45. Sorry, can we swear on
0: that? Uh, yeah go fit yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah um first athlete yeah yeah right a lot of people like for instance the president like uses uh i don't know him as just a powerful rich important black man as like an excuse to as a punching bag and someone to bully on Twitter and Mm -hmm. what was he saying last week? Like, I like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it does make me sad. Like it's incredible and beautiful. And this has nothing to do with LeBron, but just the fact that like it takes someone who has worked his butt off his entire life is extraordinarily talented, extraordinarily lucky and extraordinarily rich to, um, to bring his community basic needs. It's like, you know, there the kids should have food and should have proper textbooks and you know meals and snacks for the day. And what there's like social services included in in the school too. Yeah, yeah, they're, Stuff they're, that government should be providing yeah, it should be a basic. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that it's relying
2: upon like a private donor. To like fund something like that. It's right. amazing that people like that exist. Right. But right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I. I think what he's doing is a is a great thing. And um, you know, like you said, there's plenty of people out there that have that type of influence, or or could possibly even have more influence than he has, and they haven't chose to kind of go that route. So, the fact that he even does anything, I think, should be commended.
1: And, mm-hmm. and then
0: the fact that he's uh, putting stake in in the youth of Akron and trying to help them to become better people and and better educated, I I, I just don't see how you can um, find fault with that.
1: No, yeah, not at all. And their parents, like the fact that there's like GED programs for the parents, right? And then it's it's such an investment in like their futures too, because they. Don't they all have like instant
0: access to Akron mm-hmm. yep. University, of Akron? Yep, yep. And they—that's—that's that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, uh, the reason I kind of asked you that is because I want to talk to you a little bit. I know both of you guys are, are pretty active in the social activism scene. And, we. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what what made you want to? get involved in that scene?
1: Hmm. I mean, to me, it's... And I I don't want it to... I don't want to come off as if I do more than I do because really I just do what I can when I can and uh, that's honestly been like a little bit less this summer. Mm -hmm. But um, I try at least to... Yeah, just, like, show up to stuff when I can and and make tiny, tiny dents in whatever it is uh, that I can in small ways. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess for me it's not really an option or a choice. It's just, like, when you see how messed up literally every system or not, you know, that most of the systems under which we live in are and just the ways that people are dehumanized and mistreated every single day because of the color skin they were born in, the neighborhood they were born in, the social money class that they were born in. It's just like to me it's not really a choice mm-hmm. but but a duty and a responsibility as just a citizen of the world that has you know, some, you know, that has some privileges. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I'm able-bodied and I'm, my body's healthy. I'm lucky for that. And, um, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a, a
2: day-to-day trying to be more active and involved, being outraged, and then fluctuating between that and, and trying to ignore what's in the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, going back and forth, but all the while trying to focus on really the core of the problems, which is just like a gross inequity and yeah. racism, classism, and just trying to find different ways on a local level to really attack that from being vague. But yep. like Kim said, it's, it's hard to like be involved all the time. And then you feel constant guilt for not being involved. Mm-hmm. And then you, I don't know.
0: So like racism, classism, like, you know, how do, how does that stuff get changed or or can we change that?
2: Well, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of that, I mean, as a white person, <laughs> definitely, like, um, like have a lot of, um, a need, need for someone like me to speak up and definitely in everyday interactions, talk to people that are saying wrong mm-hmm. shit. mm mm-hmm. and and speak up against it and I don't know just in general like on a political not that I have much faith in government but just on a like local politics level trying to make sure that the right people whatever that entails get elected Mm -hmm. and yeah I don't know Speaking up against injustices yeah. on an a level. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: always like, I always can't believe when like, I see those videos on social media, whatever of like people attacking people verbally or physically and yeah. like nobody stepping in to do anything. In- yeah. Yeah. It's just like uh, people would rather now pull out their camera and record it than try to intervene. And I just, yeah. I don't get that mentality.
2: I like like those white people calling cops on like black children and just like and like everyone like that being filmed rather than just like or like that happen rather than or like those white store owners trying, calling the cops and just shit like that. It just they should be like they should have like an intervening moment of right stop what you're doing right
0: it doesn't have to it doesn't have to get to that point like most yeah. t- a, a, a simple like conversation can can settle disputes but um, you know then people want to call the cops and blow it up into something that it doesn't need to be yeah Fine. so and and maybe uh, along those same lines and you may have already answered it with you know the racism, classism, but wh- what do you feel like in your opinion the, the biggest problem is that's that's like facing the American society right now.
1: Hmm, that's a hard uh... one. Um, the biggest problem, I would say, is, uh, I mean, I I do think it is like racism and classism. Mm-hmm. At- weaving themselves together because just the fact that like there are kids who don't know when they're going to be eating and like whole entire families who don't know like what the next meal is family the fact that like some people can work 40 hours a week and not be able to pay rent and feed themselves mm-hmm. and pay for gas to get to and from work is egregious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially in a country that loves to pat itself on the back for Spalopathy. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just, I think, uh, an example of that, I mean, like, a raging example of that right now is in Flint, where, like, it's a poor community that is black as well Mm -hmm. that is literally being poisoned and it's been four years where like their water supply is just full of lead and there's no care for that and we know that wouldn't happen in a white neighborhood or at a rich neighborhood and so just the fact that there's just a lot how much money you have and what race you are determines so much about who you're going to be able to become and the amount of fulfillment that you can get out of living or I don't just like getting your basic needs met um shouldn't be a question Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be a born like a person who's alive and and not be able to eat and have a home, and yeah, I don't know. Full mm-hmm. well, com- communism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Waving the red flag over here. <laughs> uh, that's that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So, so that, it's just like, then within, within the next thirty
2: years, natural resources are going to be even more scarce, and drought is going to cause crops to die more. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I'm curious to see how like the test of humanity and, and whether billionaires' capacity for empathy will really, like, be able to realize that lack of that huge inequity, like that growing divide that's just even more and more stark day by day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. class, and Just the people that will be affected. By it the most are the people who are already poor and disenfranchised.
0: Yeah, it's scary. I was actually I was watching um, something on Vice, uh, Vice News the other night, and it was they were like going deeper into like the tariffs that that have started to be uh, administered by the government now against foreign countries. Yeah, and um, it was kind of looking at it from two different angles. So one of the angles was from a steel factory where uh, we previously were getting our steel from China because of these tariffs. Um, now we're, we're producing a lot of them here in, in the U S so it allowed this steel company to be able to stay in business and it, they're hiring more and, and that type of stuff. Then they went over to a farmer who uh, his main source of income is, is um, soybeans Mm -hmm. And he used to, um, you know, get his soybeans and send them. I I think he was sending them to China also. And because of the tariffs, um, he could potentially now lose that 100%. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. um, It's scary to think about things like that kind of, like, affecting um uh, how people live on a
2: day-to-day basis yeah it's only gonna get worse
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah so un- <laughs> unfortunately
1: <laughs> Downer,
0: we're gonna get to we're gonna get to music in a second but before i got one last question and I know yeah. you said that lately you haven't been as active. I know you've got a lot of things that are going on. Uh, do you have any, any causes that are coming up, any marches that you're planning to attend or um, just kind of to be determined?
1: Um, what I've been most focused on is, um, is prison abolition uh, efforts and, and, in and, there's like a really cool organization in Brooklyn called Books Through Bars. and basically it's just um, it's a an organization that gets like basically people who are imprisoned can um, send letters with requests for what kind of books they would like to read, and it it spans all types of things. It can be like anime, whatever, sci-fi, whatever someone's into. Mm-hmm. And then um, a group of people get together, and there's a lot of, don- like, it's a room full of donated books and um, used books and things like that, and we do our best to put together packages to send to them, because, you know, um, any way to recognize the humanity of people that are behind bars and... Um, forgotten and put in the back seat in a lot of ways in the society is, is, uh, is something that I want to be involved with because it to me is one of the most inhumane and um, disgusting things we're dealing with is just the prison, the prison industrial complex yeah. and, and all it's, in all its forms. So that's, that's what I've been focused on and trying to get there um at least a couple times a month okay. okay and i mean to
2: go with that also just trying to end the bail system the cash bail system on a local level okay. in, all throughout the states i i think philly did that with their local they they elected a da that was in new jersey and jersey yeah um, i don't know trying to do that in new york
0: Interesting. So, what is that? If they eliminate cash bail, then what would that what would that do?
1: Basically, like the bail system, all it really does is just keeps poor people sitting in jail until their trial, who aren't like uh, who aren't okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, like, okay, you're arrested for this little bit of weed or whatever. Um, you haven't had your your case yet, you haven't had. Um, you ne- might necessarily not even have a lawyer, or anyone like picking up for you. Right. You don't have the five hundred dollars, and you can't like nobody in your family and none of your friends have the five hundred dollars to get you out of jail until your court dates. So Are you're you just sitting, just sitting there. Okay, I got you. That's, I got like, you. That's what happened to like Khalif Browder? Yep. Was just,
0: yep. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I was- what? stolen backpack that he didn't eat like who even who even gives a shit if he stole it or not you shouldn't be sitting in jail for stealing a backpack in the first place even if he did and right. then you know we know what happened with him and or and like Sandra Blant. you know it's just like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: I was just watching uh some of that Khalif Browder um documentary on Netflix I haven't gotten through it all yet yeah, uh, I've watched, I think, three of them. And yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty sad. Same, yeah. same with the Trayvon Martin documentary. Uh, I, I think the, the latest one aired on Monday. So I guess yesterday. Okay. But um, yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't checked that one out yet. But I've seen the first two. And um, yeah, that's pretty sad, too.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I gotta check those out. I haven't. Are they they're on HBO?
0: Uh, the Trayvon one actually is it's Aaron on BET, okay? So, yeah, you could probably. I think you can on demand it on BET if you have that option. And then the Khalif story is on uh Netflix, cool? Yeah, so that's yeah, that's a little easier to find.
1: Nice, yep, I gotta, I'm glad that those were made, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, and actually, you know what? Both of those, I think, are produced by Jay-Z. I, I
1: thought so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I the one was, but I wasn't sure um, who was behind the Trayvon Martin story. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're both. They're both produced by Jay-Z. And um, I just, <laughs> I, I saw something a couple of weeks ago about uh, Zimmerman was stalking um, one of the, like, uh, one of the other, like, producers or somebody involved with the production so the guy was taking him to court, but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't even want to give him any more airtime than I just did. Uh, <laughs>
1: so a swirly like every day of his life. Yeah, his head down the toilet. Yeah, and, <laughs> I forgot what and that was. Pee, pee on it, Man. and like <laughs> just oh.
0: We can kind of lighten the subject up a little bit.
1: Uh, so I know you guys are
0: um, a group and you, your group name is Moonheart yes, so yes. my first question is um, where did you come up with the name Moonheart and like, what is what does that mean
1: honestly I, it was just like on a whim I know that's not a fun story but I thought you called one of the songs
2: that
1: oh yeah okay thank you for actually Sorry. knowing <laughs> yeah. so I know I, so I had a lyric called I had a lyric where it was like moon, heart, heat, wave, bliss, wave, something like that. Like, uh, or I was writing some poem with those two words put together and I looked at it and I was like, Oh, that's our band name. And I didn't think too much about it. Huh. Um, But yeah, I'm really into the moon and its cycles and like weird. I don't, I've, even when I was a kid, I was just like really obsessed with, staring at the moon and felt some sort of connection to it, but had no way to, no, like, language to put to that. But Mm. I've always been interested in it and have recently become really obsessed with astrology and with, like, the moon (laughs) phases and stuff in this way that's, like, probably really eye-rolly and, like, woo-woo. But (laughs) it's it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: Um,
1: All
0: right. That's that's cool. So uh, so for the people that aren't familiar with you guys, do you wanna describe your roles in, in the band?
1: Sure. Um, so yeah, I I write and um and sing the songs, uh, write the lyrics and yeah, compose the music and Michael produces. Everything. Um do you wanna talk about what what that is, you know,
2: the Production? I mean, yeah, Kim writes the song and Kim also plays keys and guitar and and then I just put ambiance. <laughs> Michael
1: builds the the building around the song and he plays keyboards and sometimes saxophone and clarinet. Okay. okay. And okay. it's all far, uh Recording engineer, mixer, uh, <laughs> not extraordinaire.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. That's a skill. That's a skill right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, um, like, when you guys are performing live,
1: mm-hmm. how,
0: how do you do, do you have, um, like, your tracks already laid out? Are you uh, uh, able to use the keyboard to replicate
2: the song? Or, like, how do you, how do, you do it when you're live? we've tried so many different configurations it's been hard cuz you know, like now that recording can be all home studio and you can just add all this stuff then when you're trying to like make it performative on stage and you only have the two of you are, right right three, right kind of you struggle really hard to try and recreate that cuz there's so much going on that you're capable of doing at home Um, but yeah, we, we initially tried with like tracks, Uh sampler and Uh like I'd play keys and Kim would sing and play guitar sometimes. Okay. And then now we're at the point where we play with a drummer. Okay. Okay. It definitely adds a more performative aspect and I don't know. I think it's starting to solidify into something that feels really strong.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. I I, I like um, seeing bands more so than like um, like you said, like the track versions of like I I like seeing like the live music play out.
2: Yeah, and it's it's hard to like realize or it's hard to come to terms with them having to be two separate things.
0: Yeah, like,
2: yeah. Performing versus recording, and and knowing that you can't do the same thing live it's gonna be something beautiful in itself but something totally separate
0: yeah yeah but yeah I guess at the same time though that could kind of be viewed Mm -hmm. as like a different experience for the audience like you know if they know the live song and then maybe when they they hear it live if they know the song based off the recording when they hear it live sounds a little different like that could just be like a different type of experience for them
2: yeah Hopefully positive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Or you know, people people might not even notice either. You never know.
1: Yeah, true. I also, it makes it way more fun for us to play a show too. And I don't know if you said that already, but for us to play, live yeah, 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 totally.
0: Yeah, I could see that. So if I, you know, if someone out there is listening and they and they go to a Moonheart concert. Uh, what what can they expect?
1: Well, um, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> expect it to be good. Um, it's so uh, you can expect these days. It's gonna. It's Mike and I, and a drummer. Um, which has made everything so much more fun and more full. Um, and we try to create just a very honest. Uh, Vulnerable space for people mm-hmm. who just feel whatever they're feeling, and um, yeah, hopefully they leave feeling good or feeling I don't know more connected to their to their own hearts and to the people that were with them at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> <Okay>. well, yeah. <laughs>
0: I like it, I like it. So, Kim, uh, and, and this is going to be for for both of you guys. But, Kim, I remember, I, I know you went to Naperville North High School for a year, mm-hmm. and that was you hate absolutely hated it, yeah. and um, you you just decided to. It seemed like it, it was kind of like uh, on a whim type of a decision, but I could looking back on it now, it's obvious that you put a lot of thought into it. To go to a uh, arts academy in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, for when did you guys both kind of feel like entertainment was the uh, route that you wanted to go?
1: Hmm. I I guess it was, it, it probably was like that, being like 15, 16. Um, And I also never wanted, I never was attracted to entertaining, I guess, Mm. but I was attracted to, to, I, like, I knew that I wanted to make music. Mm. Um, and I honestly can't say, I think honestly, like at that point when I was just like, I want to leave this school is because I, at that point it was a way out for me to not go to that to the high school that I hated and felt uncomfortable <laughs> in. And I was, I was really lucky and privileged to be able to, to make that decision mm. and that mom and dad let me. Um, but yeah, at that point, music was functioning as like a way to move all my focus and physically move myself to a different situation. But mm. I also knew that like I couldn't see myself doing anything else. Um, yeah, and also feeling at that at that point that like I was really that I was good at it and mm-hmm. um, that it was a possibility for me. Mm. i say like 15, 16. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: okay. I mean, it's just pretty similar of just like not knowing Like, not really envisioning anything else. And maybe until, like, halfway through college did I, like, start to doubt my path Mm. as, like, a musician. But in high school, it just just seemed like that's what I was going to do. Okay. I had a really forceful sax teacher who just kind (laughs) of also told me that that's what I was (laughs) going (laughs) to do.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I, I used to. Uh, I, I think uh, one thing, like playing, like playing the piano. I used to really like playing the piano because of our piano teacher that we had in Connecticut,
1: Miss Olive. What was it, Miss Olivia? I,
0: or? Something like that. I, I don't yeah. remember her name. But before we moved, she was teaching me how to play jazz on the piano, and like I, I was loving it. Wow. And then we made. <laughs> We moved and we had like the oldest, stiffest. Oh my god! Um, like literally, um, I I feel horrible saying this, but like she could have like <laughs> fallen into the grave as soon as she left our house. Every single time she came, oh, like she was probably like she seemed like she was in her nineties. Like she was so old and just like not fun. I and think
1: I remember, like what I remember about those lessons is that it just smelled like lipstick. <laughs> and I just remember I think she wore like some really like hot pink lipstick which like was great but I just it was like over like an overwhelming like it was sick. that is what I remember most. Yeah,
0: yeah, well she she killed she killed my uh passion for the piano. Um cuz yeah I was really I was really liking it and um yeah she she did not um help me keep that feeling at all.
1: You were such a little jazz baby. Your tap dancing career was <laughs> so good.
0: Aww. I wanted to be Gregory Hines. Aww.
1: Yeah. I bet you would still be real. If you put on some tap shoes, I bet you could re-figure that out. <laughs> he was amazing. Really? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, honestly.
0: What?
2: He
1: asked if there's
0: video. Oh, I hope not. There probably is somewhere. I'm sure there's there's got to be. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure mom and dad have some on a tape somewhere. No. Uh, but that yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> I guess it would be funny to go back and watch. It would
1: be adorable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. So um, also too, I don't I don't Michael. Did you go to a predominantly art uh, college or or? I-
2: going to and then I just kind of I don't know I just because I had this after school program that was an arts after school thing and so I, I felt like my parents thought that was enough and okay I, I just kind of so I decided because there's this school Loxa in LA where I grew up and mm-hmm. that was where everybody that was good went but okay I, I didn't go,
0: <laughs> Here go. okay Okay, well, Kim, I like what for people who 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 don't know, and I think it's a lot of people like describe going to like an arts high school or like an arts college. Like, what does that
2: look like?
1: Hmm. Well, it looks like I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, yeah, math and science, but um, um, honestly, like. High school was, it was just amazing. Like, I don't know if you've seen Fame, I honestly think that, but just less like spontaneous song in the hallway. <laughs> I don't, really I don't think so. I've seen Fame. Oh my God. Or any like, with high school musical? I don't know. But yeah. TV show. It truly <laughs> was so much fun. Like, I think in any of those, like, Disney fied, like, this is what I art schools, I like, but just more punks and, like, more gay kids and more, <laughs> more, like, depressed, like, yeah. emo kids, I guess, than you would see on the Disney version. But, like, <laughs> it was just, like, yeah, <laughs> like the Degrassi version. It was just so. I mean, they treated we were treated as adults and as like fully realized people, which mm. was just like such a a vast difference from our yeah. from our public high school, right? right. Um, which just I think is better for everybody, and uh, you know, even the type like I didn't read James Baldwin. Or Toni Morrison until I went to that school, which is insane that those like authors aren't part of just American canon. Mm-hmm. Should be, but I was just introduced to like stuff that was life changing because it it was an independent school, so you know teachers didn't have to like stick to the state curriculum of you know everybody's reading like Steinbeck, Steinbeck and, yeah
0: uh okay. what was the one we had to read the great gatsby
1: right or, yeah <laughs> like you know it was just my eyes were opened in so many ways and i just found i felt really seen there and um i don't know it was just more like i was still like a nerd who didn't have that many friends and i, just, <laughs> I felt like those were my people and yeah. I felt yeah. like safe and yeah, it was just like a. It was great. <laughs> it was really great. Uh-huh. It was way more diverse, is what I was saying. Like racially, just sexual orientation wise, like everything was. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then and then college was. Um, how did college? It, how is that different from regular colleges? I guess part of the question maybe is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's vastly different, especially because we went to school and we there was no campus. It was like in in the city in Boston.
0: Yeah. So
1: there's not really like any activities or anything. It was basically like go to class That's and then weird. go sit in go sit in a room by yourself and practice <laughs> and take your life out. Yeah. Um you have like one year of
2: general curriculum. Mm-hmm. Basically like requirements, but they're pretty like uh, low maintenance. Wow. Yeah, it's mostly just full focus music and it's interesting. A lot so, of people get like big heads about Wow. How yeah,
0: that that's That's really interesting. And then, yeah, to, like, find stuff to do, what, like, you just had to, like, go to neighboring colleges or just, like, create your own fun? Yeah,
2: I mean, like, I guess finding, you mean, like, outside of music, what to do?
0: Yeah, like, on a weekend or something.
2: Uh, On a weekend. I don't know. I don't remember. I guess we'd go to parties and stuff. But they'd be filled with like musicians.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So you pretty much like found found like your your group of people that you were kind of cool with and then we kinda of, kind of stick together.
1: Yeah. I mean, luckily too, like the school Michael and I both went to the same he was at the school for his masters program, but I was there for my undergrad right. but before um, before my freshman year, there were, it was like, there were maybe literally like four black people in the entire school. And uh, there were only like 1,100 people or something at that uh, class. So see, tall, yeah. it was tall or small. I just said that was tall. It was small, <laughs> anyways. Um the lack of diversity. Yeah. But luckily, my class, for some reason, they're like, oh, let's actually let some black kids in in my class. So I had like, I had my little crew um, and we stuck together um, and we tried to make our own fun and like tried to like go to Harvard and, like, Harvard like BU parties and stuff and see some other black kids. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the most part, we just kind of like had house parties and made the most of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. or yeah. like had somebody
2: buy you beer and then go to the the river and drink
1: yeah <laughs> it was a lot of that
0: it's just the simple things oh
1: yes yeah.
0: so, sometimes those are the best they are yeah. so I, I always uh, everyone I, when I always tell people that like my sister does music they always ask me what genre and I always say jazz mm-hmm. uh and London always says, "No, it's not jazz. Oh <laughs> uh, so if you were to say what kind of genre your music is, what would you say?
1: Well, for moonheart specifically, I'd say it's if we had to name it a genre country <laughs> um, I'd say it's like alternative electronic um which is so vague. I under I get it. <laughs> <laughs> we call it like electro folk. Yeah. Like- okay. I was, I was okay. with our own little genre thing, and electro folk came up. Um, somebody called it future folk once. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> um.
1: But yeah. But you guys are both right in a way, like because jazz was like my first. I thought that was going to be what my long pursuit musically we'd be for a long time and like that's what i studied at school and that's those are gigs like if you know outside of moonheart like if i were to be hired to do like a background or like wedding gig or something then i would be singing jazz Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely like still a part of my life but not like my main uh that's i wouldn't describe myself as a jazz musician okay
0: okay (laughs) All uh, right, so I know what to say now when people ask me. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Future <laughs> <a sister> musician. <laughs> yes, yes. And and I know uh, you guys just dropped your latest single, "Breaking Broken," uh, a few days ago.
1: We did, yeah.
0: So, what do you guys have coming up in in the near future? What's 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 coming next?
1: In the near future, um, we'll have another another. Piece of the puzzle of the album coming out um in the next few weeks um and then after that we're gonna put out um the first half of our album it's gonna be, we're putting it out in two parts so it's called feel it out part one okay um and you can't say a for sure date on that yet but october. it's gonna be in october
0: okay how many how many songs are you expecting to have on there
1: um, there are five on part one. Okay. Uh, and then the other part has five more.
2: Okay.
1: Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, but we're so excited. to. It's been done for so long. Uh, and we've just been, you know, letting it they rest it. and settle because we wanted to give it a lot of love and give it the best chance, um, to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're pumped to put it out.
0: So once you put it out, I know you guys have gone on a tour and stuff in the past. Uh, are you planning to set something like that up again or just see what happens?
1: Um, we're not going to go on a tour for this yet, for this part in this fall. Um, but in we are Yeah, <laughs> potentially for the spring we will. and then But for for the immediate future, we're going to Just have some nice curated shows um, around it. Okay. um, Like an album listening party and, yeah, just little birthday parties for it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But, yeah, we really, really hope to go on tour um, in a more official capacity as soon as we can. That's what's kind of the next... The next big goal, gotcha. Without,
2: yeah, with trying to make it somewhat profitable. Yes, yes. Tour is tour life is hard without like some outside support.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and that's the main goal is to make some money. So yeah, I hear you. Or
2: not lose money. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Both. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. I know, I know, Michael. I know sometimes uh, you you also play with other artists, and I know Kim. I know that uh, you're in another band, The Love Experiment. Um, do you have anything else coming with any of your other outside venues, or strictly Moonheart right now?
2: Um, I mean, Kim, you just you did like a tour in Japan with Love Experiment over mm-hmm. there, and then
1: yeah um i mean i other than that though i'm most of my focus is on moonheart but mike just finished an album with his group it's called dot michael dot and it's him and his other friend named michael <laughs> and it's okay. the best. it's like a guitar clarinet and voice it's their duo and it's like the most original thing i've ever heard um and it's, they have like, a big tour coming up this fall, which she's way too modest to talk about. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Called
1: cool. Who are amazing.
0: Cool. Cool.
1: Big ass shows, and they're famous. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny,
2: because it's, like, the two of us who are kind of quiet and, like, just quiet sound as well, and it's, like, like normally we'd play for like twenty people, but these places are like a thousand plus capacity.
0: Wow. Okay. That's
1: what it's gonna be like? It's gonna be great.
0: That's amazing.
1: And, yeah, and my other, um, another band that we were actually both in is Secret Sibling, which is Michael's like baby, which is this amazing like five piece pop band, and um, okay. maybe we'll record in
2: the winter or something. Okay
0: awesome yeah that, that's cool and, and Michael the Michael that you're in the group with that's not Michael Mayo is it
2: no oh, Okay. yeah right. too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, I, I always thought it was so funny that you found somebody else named Michael Mayo
1: I so, know we are absolutely related yeah I think we actually figured out there's like wait really I mean we have to be like there's some he has I think we have a common thread in, like, Syracuse or, like, somewhere upstate, somewhere in Buffalo.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. So, it's, like, it's real. We just got to figure out who the person is.
0: There's actually a, a male family in Naperville, too, that went to Central.
1: They're black?
0: Yeah. And Andre knows one of the sons. I don't know. I'm I'm his friend on Facebook. I don't know him, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. We're related, but yeah, they went to Central. Wow. Well, well. Well. So, speaking of Michael Mayo, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, how I like to end the podcast with, yeah. uh, you know, getting a story of I know that you guys don't have any kids. So, your, your favorite memory that you guys have from growing up with your father. So, uh, whoever wants to start, uh, go ahead and, and, and throw out there with, what you come up with. That was such a good segue.
1: <laughs> um, shout out to Michael Mayo and our dad, Michael Mayo. Um, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is one of my favorite memories of dad. Um, is when I went on like this business trip with him when I I think I was like eleven and it was just me and him and I think that's the only time maybe one of the only times or the only time that we went like on vacation with us together um and we it was just like so fun to see what he did and (laughs) I just got to like bop around and be the little like editor like I I don't know it was just it was so cute and we got to do all this fun they were like launching some products so I got to be like in like their mock trial thing and like (laughs) it just was fun it felt like special to be his daughter there and like I could tell everyone was so like loved him and he was so popular and like it just it made me feel really proud um and we just, it was fun. It was like fun to
0: see what he did at work. That's awesome. Did you hear when we had Blair's party that someone who was at the party works for Genentech now, and dad's name came up in a meeting recently? No. Yeah, I didn't know. I So, yeah, you know, for Blair's birthday party, which is now about a month ago, one of the uh, people who was, who was there, her name is Erica, um, I didn't know she worked for Genentech. So apparently, she was having a conversation, and it came up. And she said, "Yeah, you know, that's funny that you you know you're Michael Mayo. Um, we I was just in a, a meeting about like diversity or something like that, and your name came up. And I just thought that was really interesting because Dad hasn't worked there for okay. about t- ten years now.
2: That's funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, legend, legend. Mm, right? <laughs> legend. Yeah,
2: that,
0: that's 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 leaving your legacy right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, that's awesome. Um, what about you, Michael?
2: It's it's harder. I my dad's kind of like a quiet, unassuming person. Okay. Um, I maybe like in general, I've always admired him for like he dropped – every he had a nice uh like woodworking business that he was working for and he dropped everything my mom wanted to start her own business and she needed help and he like stood by her and and they both started it together and he's always like never regretted that and that was always something that I thought was awesome
0: yeah are they still running that now or they no.
2: sold it. Okay. Baskin in retirement. <laughs> there.
0: What's what's better than that? Nothing.
2: Yeah. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. I always like to give some time for my guests to shout out their social media handles for people to follow that are listening. So uh, if you guys want to go ahead and do that, feel free.
1: Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having us, Erin. Well, thank you. So loving this and it's it's amazing to see um your consistency inspires me.
0: Well, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: But um our band's stuff is at Moonheart with just the two words as they're spelled, Moonheart as one and then three T's at the end. Um, and that's for Instagram and Twitter and yeah, you can find everything through that. And the band that Michael and I are in secret sibling is at secret sibling music. Um, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: All right. Nice. Awesome. Well, again, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll be looking out for new music and the half album dropping in October. And, uh, Be talking with you guys soon.
1: Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.